0: So I call my mom, I'm like, mom, mom, uh, your son is a national champion. And she is like, oh, that's great, son. Now, you know, it was in Toronto. What did she say? She's like, oh, that's great now. Come home because dinner's ready. Oh, I
1: love it. So just sitting here today with, uh, usually I I would, and now I can feel so much more comfortable saying it, Master Akmal Farah, with his journey through the, the first day at Taekwondo, right? where we are like average, not even thinking about goals, not even setting goals, all the way to not a provincial champion, but going out there representing Canada, um, steps from being a national champion. It's really not a big distance from where you were to actually going all the way and finishing. You you'd completed so much of this mountain. Uh, so the view from, from there and the struggle along the way and all the lessons that you've learned that you're going to be sharing with us today. So thank you for coming. And I'm looking forward to, to doing this. Thank you for having me. Finding stillness in motion. Finding stillness in motion. And my last essay was about, like, you know, really I was trying to reflect on the moment, right? And just being present, super, super, super present in every moment. Uh, I'm a ways from that, and it's kind of like one of my targets to get better at. Whereas, you know, this, this essay talks about, like, it's amazing how it talks about, like, uh, knowing, you know, where to focus on and, it actually talks about, it's a poem, if you will, on like, it you know, talks about like the power comes from the waste and this and concentrate that. And then one of the lines is, find your stillness in motion. And I keep thinking about that, the stillness in motion, stillness in motion. And I, I, I'm looking forward to where that will lead me, right? I can't wait till the day that I find complete stillness in motion. Yeah. Um, and everything will stop looking like it's moving so fast and everything will actually start slowing down. And I found out, and then I come to the realization that actually, while we would look at it, we, we would look at it as slowing everything down, whereas to the rest of the world, we would be going at like this laser speed. But we're not thinking about going faster; we're talking about slowing everything else down. I think that's a great strategy. You we, know, I never thought of that before. It's interesting. Yeah. You know,
0: when we're when we train things over and over again. Yeah. Um we are actually are slowing things down yeah. so you know we're it's like uh, you and I are sparring yeah. but the more we spar you know the more we slow each other's movement down that I could read the little yes. nuances a lot better right. and that's the same thing when when in competition you know yeah. when we were in competition it's like you know people see from the outside and it's like we're moving so fast like yeah. bah, 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 bah. but in in when you are at a level where you know you feel especially if you're having a great day you, know, you can actually see little things, and I think uh, yes. you know the movie that kind of describes this best is probably Spider Man. Yes, you know, there's a scene in Spider Man where you know he's just seeing everything moving in slow motion, yeah. and he can decide like which way he wants to move, yeah, like making almost like slow decisions, yeah, in yeah, in terms of like, do I want to go left or do I want to go right or you know, and you yeah. can see everything so much clearer, yes. because you've seen it like so many times over and over again, yeah, um, so. I I think like that's almost like the stillness in motion. You know, you can there was a time when I was competing and it's like I could, you know, obviously it's a small arena but um you know, I could see like who was cheering for me even. Yeah? You know, really? even though you're like focused on your opponent,
1: yeah. I you could, can hear, I the could voice? hear the voice. Yeah.
0: And, you know, there was a point where I I was fighting from somebody from my own club. Mm. And when two people from the same club are fighting, everybody else kind of stays silent because Mm. you don't want to choose side. Mm. We're all brothers and sisters. Right. And I heard this one person cheering and I then, you know, yeah. But you know what? It's like you've been there so many times. You're so alert to it. You're so alert that you could sense more than just the
1: competition. So it's interesting, like now we see all the kind of the benefits that come. Can you imagine life without like taekwondo anymore can you
0: s- <laughs> you know what it's like uh i feel so one-dimensional you know but it's great because i feel like i can also offer that same thing to a lot of a lot of parents where they feel like you know my son is not disciplined or my child is not as respectful at home or at school right and it's like well i'm gonna take them out and then you know i say well uh, you know especially this this week i just got an email from my parents saying uh-huh. My son only listens to you uh, yeah. and doesn't listen to anybody else. Yeah. So we're going to take him out. So I said, well, why do you want to take him out if he's listening <laughs> to me? Wow. Keep him there and right. let's strengthen that. And then so that he could start to trickle into other areas of his life. Right? If he's you know not doing well in school and not doing well at home, but he's doing well in taekwondo, yeah. keep that. Uh, Allow that to be kind of like his normal. And yeah. then you can start to trickle it. If you take that that sense of discipline from one area and now he has a nowhere like where are you going to start from next time wow yeah so she actually and i actually explained that to her and she said you know what i'm going to make more of an effort yes because this pandemic has thrown a lot of people off a regular schedule 100 percent. so now they'll try to make a routine for him so that he's working he's coming on the days that i'm there
1: yeah, I mean, personally, I've gone through the same thing even with Majid. Uh, you you probably remember, like, we weren't, like, regular. We're coming once a week, twice a week. Um, in the middle of this pandemic, there was nothing else out there to do. When he was doing it online, he was doing it online, and, and then now he's gotten to the point where he's, like, coming three days a week. Um, and now the other things that weren't available are now starting to become available again, and now so now there's a choice, and, you know, since you put him into some of these other things that he's doing there, uh, his sense of being proactive towards taekwondo has changed also. So it has this, like, exponential, like, it, it gains momentum, and it's getting to some, like, really good places now. And now it's like, yeah, but we have taekwondo that night. I was like, huh, that's interesting. <laughs> So when, when I ask you, you know, you said one-dimensional. I don't think it's one-dimensional at all. If, if there were a dimension that you want to choose, this is the one dimension that I think everybody should have. And I say that. I have a bias towards it, yes. Um, when I'm talking to people about the martial arts journey, um, I, I often say to them like this, I go, don't think of it as like any other sport. It just makes you better at all the sports, and not just one sport, life, school, everything. And then it's not just... Like, also, when you want to choose the club that you want to go to, all these other clubs, they, not all, but so many, it's about the sport. It's about go get a trophy. It's about win the competition, Um, you know, spar and be the best fighter. Whereas what I love about our club is that it is so much more than that. And it's not to say that these things are not important, but they're not as important. Um... And this club recognizes that. And you recognize that. So it's interesting that you know you started all the way back from the last time we sat down. And I, I tell you constantly, like we were just talking, like I, from the last time we talked, all I keep thinking about is a, a, a you, when you were how old, when you were on that lorry? Maybe uh, nine. Nine, okay. Yeah. So I'm thinking about you as a nine-year-old at night on the back of a truck going up the side of a mountain road. Uh, from Afghanistan to Pakistan, I keep, for some reason, that was a highlight to me. Because I keep thinking like, I wonder what the temperature must have been like. You know, I wonder what it's like to sit on the back of a truck at night, going from one place to the other, and it's a one-way ticket, right? And what did the night air feel like and smell like? What what were the sights and the sounds along the the road? Um, And as I was asking you about that, you weren't thinking about looking backwards you were looking forward constantly looking forward and from our last discussion what i kept wondering was is it oblivion were you were you oblivious to it or did you have a predisposition to just you know focusing on the future what would you say
0: I think I, I trusted my parents' instinct. To be, okay. You know, they, they led the way and it was, um, you know, it wasn't like they disgusted with us yeah. that to be like, you know what, kids, we're gonna, we're gonna pack up and go. Yeah. And it was just like, um, you know, we're leaving and this is what we're gonna do and you're all coming. So, okay, great. <laughs> Let's go. So,
1: so even something like that, you yeah, I hear the word again, trusting something or trusting someone or trusting a feeling, right? Your, your sense of trust is so, um, Developed at that point in time. It's a small little thing, but don't you think that's a huge thing today? Like when you're, uh, uh, we'll talk about it, I guess, in some detail, like when you're in a specific fight for a specific, you know, outcome, that ability to trust oneself. You had it ever since that moment. I see it. I don't know if you see it the way I see it, but I see it. And then there is, Fast forward to that bully discussion that you know we kind of got a little heated on. I wouldn't say we got heated on, but I was like, "No way!" I didn't handle it like this, and I regret that I did. And you're like, "No, no, no!" But um, I think about that, and even again, there had to be a lot of trust in in like an outcome because when you when we're in that moment, the emotion just takes over. There's a lot of fear, um, and and then it's like knee jerk reaction. It's not a lot of intelligence to it. Forget about walking a higher road, <laughs> you know. So again, trust comes up again there in yourself now, because your parents are not there, your brothers are not there, and you got a lot of brothers, and they're big guys. I know them. <laughs> uh, I, we train together, and um, they're not there to give you your strength. So where do you get that? Where do you get that trust from? Where do you get that confidence from? Do you remember? Like where? I think you know what the the fact that maybe I was the youngest of my siblings
0: uh, um I think they may maybe my brothers kind of led the way, right um you know, like if my parents dictated like we're going to go this way, yeah, you know, obviously my eldest brother and my second oldest brother and my other brothers kind of like led the way, oh. and I was at the end, so I was like, okay, well, everybody's going that way, you know you you follow the family and um and I did, and I never
1: really questioned them. You have the good fortune, I think also of having some great positive loving influences around you and and it shows right like um even till today when i watch you and your family members how you guys come together how you support one another that's amazing uh that you do that now we see that from the outside we don't see like hey you might have a difference you might have a disagreement you can even have an argument or a fight uh but in spite of all that the family how it comes together uh and how each one of you treat each other's kids like they're your own too like you know Um, and you allow for that it's a great it's a very very healthy environment anyone who comes to the club knows the name farah and sees the different farahs that are there and they're also consistent uh, in terms of like the way that they they push each other forward and that there's a lot of trust in one another so i think that's another huge you know leverage that if you see you're able to look at but you know, coming back to you, right? Here you are now, you've landed, you've gone through these things, and you meet now the world. And I'd love to kind of like take a closer look at that today. And I love that you're wearing, you know, even that, uh, that hoodie today, um, that the world of martial arts and taekwondo kind of like, you know, manifests or, or, or comes forward to you. Is it it's something that you said your brother was already doing? And you saw him was this from back home, right? Yes, yeah, so my brother was involved in a little bit of, um, I think boxing yeah, back home. Okay.
0: Um, and then, uh, when we went to Pakistan, Adib was involved Adib, in martial arts, yeah. uh, heavily. Yeah. Uh, they were training outdoors and it was yeah. like on concrete. And, yeah. you know, um, as we were mentioning earlier, like really they had, you know, their, their uniform had changed yeah. colors, their belt were worn yeah. out and they were like drenched in sweat. Uh, something, about something about
1: that something about
0: that yeah and they were very strong and yeah. you know they were training against each other no equipment no protective equipment it was just like um very very real like mm. and, and and for me i wanted to join in that you know that huh. intensity that huh. that energy that they had right. uh, i love that uh, but obviously my parents they knew that we weren't going to be there for a long time right. and so they said you know what no just wait till we go to canada and when we landed to Canada, I was excited. I was like, "Okay, here's my opportunity. Ready? Yeah. I'm ready to go like yeah. where are we going guys?" But then obviously, you know, um coming from a place like Afghanistan, where you're like middle upper class uh uh, you know, income. You come to Canada, and you're basically starting from the ground, right uh, from the bottom. Mm-hmm. And so we we couldn't afford it. And mm-hmm. then, um, but I I always wanted to do it. So that interest was always there. You know, watching Bruce Lee movies, and mm-hmm. you know, kind of acting it out at home. Maybe my parents really they they saw that specifically my eldest brother, uh-huh. and he was starting to you know make good money at that time a little bit. Um, and then he one of his friends was doing taekwondo. Okay, and then he said. Um, I know you want to do taekwondo mm-hmm. i go to this club and it's okay but if you really want to go this is the place to go and this was 44 vaughn road on saint Clair in toronto yeah yeah. yeah. and he was you
1: know how old were you this time i was uh 16 okay so that's not early to to be introduced to taekwondo no it was actually pretty late yeah it was, it was pretty late and uh
0: but the good thing was is that this place was was an incredible environment where it harnessed like a lot of you know people's energy uh whatever it was you know to make them into this amazing athletes Um, there was a lot of national champions there was a lot of olympic champions the coach himself was a two-time olympic team coach um and so you know as soon as they see somebody has that knack for uh, the the desire for competition they'd be like okay
1: let's go this is the second time i'm hearing about st clair today
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: This <laughs> so, is amazing. Something about Saint Clair. Something
0: about Saint Clair. Yeah, the, yeah. That
1: actually there was a Muay Thai club across from us. Okay. Yeah. That that he was he was very good as well. So you know it could be that Zoran went to the same club because he talks about Muay Thai. Yeah. And he talks about Saint Clair. Saint Clair. We're going to come back to that later. <laughs> yeah. It was Bathurst and Saint Clair that that area. But um, okay. Yeah. Yeah.
0: We, it was very close to us, so we knew we knew them. Okay. Um, but when I started you went to Taekwondo. Yeah, huh. I went to Taekwondo and. Um, you know, I remember uh, just sitting in the office. Remember your first day? My first day. You remember I remember it? just sitting there in the office and he said, You know, um, you know, I people are usually chained by different things like mentally. And and the coach chained. said, chained, yeah. Okay. Like you're 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 held down by different huh. things in your life. Okay. And he said, basically what I do is I cut those chains to let you fly. Huh. And uh, you know, I'm just sitting there as a young boy, you know, imagining this bird that's chained down and it's like you know what? Yeah, he really does lift you up. He really, uh, you know, he really does encourage you. He really does create an environment where you figure out your strengths, and then you know you go on your own, basically. Um, and and that's what and that's what Taekwondo is. It's an independent. It's a it's an individual sport. Right. And so when you're in the ring, even though you have all this, you know, training and stuff like that, at the end of the day, you're alone, and you do what you can to overcome the
1: obstacles in front of you. So when you you start there on your first day, I remember my first day too. I don't know if everyone remembers it or not, but definitely that first day, you're listening, you're you're full of anticipation, right? There's this eagerness. Um, do you remember your second day, like when you first started getting to the actual training of it? How was it at, at the beginning?
0: I, I I remember just like you know focusing on you know the fold. I remember somebody putting like mm-hmm. a stick like between you know in, in front of my leg to be like if you just kick straight, you're going to hit the stick. So make sure you fold above the stick and then extend the leg. Oh. So just learning front snap kick. Yeah. Um, that was my first Why class. do we do that? <laughs> yeah, you know, so <laughs> a l- idea. all the little little things to kind of help you develop like the perfect kick that, that that you want. Right. But then, I, you know, the rest of the days, I don't really remember because it's, it moves very fast and they move into sparring really fast. And mm. I remember, yeah, back you know, sparring against like some of these national champions as a, you know, yellow belt, and it's like you're a yellow belt. You're a yellow belt. Sparring against national champions, and these guys are like, you know, they don't they don't waste time. It's like <laughs> either I get my practice done, right, or you know, move get out of the out way of so the way. I can get to the next person that's going to help me. So they were going pretty hard, and and you know, you you're basically we're the same to age as you. They're older. Okay, so I'm still you know sixteen. And they're probably in their early twenties. So there's a weight difference, there's, there's
1: weight. a size difference, there's a talent difference,
0: experience difference, everything. Yeah. But you know what? When you spar against people who are way better than you, you mm. if you're gonna catch something, that's that you're gonna take. And I'm, I have this 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 idea that when you're sparring with people, you get a little bit of them in you, 100%. you know. So because you know. If they're if they're hitting you, they're teaching you something sure. about your weakness. Sure. And so obviously, you know, these guys are so good that they're kicking all over the place. But if I can catch one of those kicks, right. I'm doing pretty good to be able to like I block that one. Yeah. And so obviously at first you're kind of like just moving and you don't know what's going on, but eventually you learn to, you know, keep your hands up keep your hands up to protect yourself and then you learn to move so that you know what maybe the best choice is not getting hit
1: at all did you get it like the first time were there or were there struggles along the way like i'm not getting this this guy keeps hitting me (laughs) Did you ever feel that before?
0: Oh, for sure. Uh You know what? I I just, um, you know, you feel completely lost. Like you're, you know, you're thrown in the deep end. And And there's (laughs) like, you're
1: not feeling even the progress. Yeah,
0: not at all. Okay. But then as soon as you fight against somebody, you spar against somebody, your own age and your own belt, you're like, wait a minute. Hmm. Like this is different. Now Hmm. I
1: can read better. I can see the movements clearer. So wait, so you didn't start with fighting people your own belt. You went the other way. You start, or did you start with people who were kind of like your, your level? So my memories, obviously, are of, of the times
0: where I was kind of like challenged heavily. Okay. You know, like just okay. standing in front of somebody who didn't okay. really challenge me. Right. It didn't. Uh, I you didn't don't really, remember it. didn't remember it. Yeah. Yeah, because it didn't really. Amazing. Make it a significant impact on me. But obviously, as I grew up and got higher in belts, then I remember against my teammates uh, who were like same belt, like green belt, blue belt. Then now I remember you know i remember we were having like intense um matches like back and forth mm-hmm. and you know what we're complete adults and we still remember those days yes. you know we still in t- in contact we're like right. remember that time where you know i did this and you know blah 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 so you know we, we you remember those but the most significant memories at that time is like fighting against people that were like you know kicking you and then you're kind of like you're learning and you're kind of like you're running almost like running away you're backing yeah, up yeah yeah and they're not stopping yeah because they're like either you learn to face your fears yeah. and kind of like overcome it
1: yeah or i'm gonna hit you and they're not even necessarily there to teach you either they're, right. they're trying to win they're, they're there for they're their, their own they're, benefit they're, yeah yeah so the coach is kind of like
0: the one saying okay you go with him you know, you do this, you do that, you know, maybe go at 60% or maybe go right. at 40% or go at 100%, whatever it is. Right. So they're kind
1: of like dictating in advance. You actually heard them saying it out loud to them? Um, did you hear y- that? Later on when I got to... Well, the I, I noticed what you do. I'm just wondering, do you, did you ever hear the coaches actually saying that? No. That um, guys don't go so hard on him or guys do 40? No, I didn't never hear heard it. it? You never heard did you, it. Did you? No. Okay. I didn't hear it,
0: but mm-hmm. I remember when I was... Then when I it was my turn to be, when I became the champion and right. I was going
1: against some, he'd he be like, okay, well, it's going. Now you're being told, <laughs> yeah, but the other guy's not hearing but
0: the, it. But yeah, the other guy, and you're not hearing it, so yeah. you don't know how hard he's going to go.
1: So even though you were struggling against these guys, they might not have even been going at a hundred percent. For and sure. And there they are still. Yeah. Right. So what I'm wondering about is that as as athletes, as people who are developing personally, even professionally, even as athletes, whether it's recreational or not. There are these times where we find, like, we all look for progress. You know, you hear the word, like, the term results-oriented, right? We look for that. And sometimes the results don't necessarily come. There's a, what we call, like, I would say muted success, right? Like, it's muted. It's still not quite recognizable. There's progress happening, but we're not seeing it. You don't feel that time. And in those moments, like, despair can start kicking in. Do you ever feel, did you ever feel these moments of, like, you know, I'm not getting it something's wrong like you ever feel that or were you always like oh yeah i just learned something come <laughs> Not on Not at all to be honest i just love the environment yeah. i have you know
0: again coming to canada and you know just being surrounded by other immigrants right. there was really nothing to kind of look, look forward to like yeah of course you look forward to your report card your graduation mm-hmm. you know end of year going to your new school or something like that right but that's pretty much it so this environment really gave me an idea, like a, a sense of goals. Okay. Goal to get your next belt. Mm. Goal to you know progress. Right. Um, goal to become to have like a long term goal mm. to become like a national champion, which I never ever thought that could that dream could be possible. Right. But you know, having other other kids who are like my age, other right. teenagers my age, and kind of being like. One day I'm going to be, you know, I want to be a national champion. Or your coach being like, you have the potential to be a provincial champion. You should try it. That gives you an idea of like a direction. Mm. And so coming from no direction to being in a place where you have direction and it takes time to get there, you're not really looking for quick progresses. Now it's like, okay, let me get to my yellow belt. Let me get to my green belt.
1: Let me get to my first provincials. And then, but that is progress, too, right? Like the yellow belt. So you might not see it in the fight every single day as you're sparring, but then you still know you're on your way. You're getting closer to that from yellow to green or from green to whatever. Uh, you've still felt that, so that was kind of keeping you motivated, right? Definitely, um, yeah. Did you, when you first started, ever say to yourself, yeah, I I see myself one day being a national champ? Do you always have that kind of as a goal? Because you <laughs> talked about... You know, Adib, they were working out on concrete, they were sweating, you know? That draws you in. You always wanted that. You love the Bruce Lee movie. Did you go straight to, like, I want to be a national champ? Or what, what what were your thoughts when you first started? What was, like, what was your goal? So, get in there. my goal was to just learn
0: to kick and punch. Okay, that was my goal. That was it. That was it. There was, no, that, national there was no national I wanted champion. I want to be a national. No way. I had no. I had. I didn't even have any idea of what a national champion was before coming into Taiwan. So Wendell. you didn't even have that as a goal. Not at all. And then, but then the environment had you know, that.
1: That place had a lot of national champions. I always thought national champion. Every national champion was like born with this. Like I'm going to be great. You know. Uh, I, they saw themselves as that from the very beginning, but that's not necessarily the case. You could walk in and you could not even see it as a goal on the first day, uh, not and, at all. And so, w- at what point in time did you start having that type of a goal? Was it somebody saying it to you first, or was it you thinking it first? Do you remember, like, which order that went in? I, I think, I think somebody must have
0: said, you know what, you have the potential. Like, you should try it. You should you should try it. And it was a very uh, uh, hmm. competitive club to begin with. Right. Sending a lot of athletes to local tournaments. Mm-hmm. Sending a lot of athletes to provincials. Okay. Nationals. Right. Um, you know, so you um, see this going on around you. And then, you know, me going to my first tournament, okay. um, you know, just as a color belt. Right. Was going um, to a tournament part of the experience of being at this being club at this club yeah. yeah it absolutely like if you so, if you didn't want to do it that was fine too yeah but majority of the people there were Those competitors, competitors. Yeah. um you know rec- recreational doesn't matter mm-hmm. uh, high level high, whatever it was right you were a competitor yeah i remember that yeah
1: and so going to my first tournament you know uh, i lost before you get to the tournament because I'm, I'm trying to as you're talking about it i'm thinking about it too is like even when i first started. You can't help but notice trophies hanging around, right? And you go and one day stand in front of one of these and go, oh, that's, a first, that's what a first place trophy looks like. Yeah. Right? Yeah, these huge trophies. <laughs> they were huge. Yeah. The size of the person themselves. Yeah. And then you're like, I wonder. And you see who got it, and then you're observing them. You're sparring them one day, right? Is that how? And then you start thinking, wait, I just sparred this guy. This person who won this is standing right over there. And I know, like, you know, and then you start building up this idea. That's I feel like that's when the ideas form. And that's maybe why they place those trophies there, too, right? Like, you know, like, hey, maybe you could do this. And the other cool thing, aside from the trophies, was the pictures of yeah. these trips that they had gone to. Whether uh, it was, like,
0: Barcelona, 92 Olympics, yeah. or Seoul Olympics, right. or World Championships. Right. Um, you know, wherever they were, yeah. there was these these. these pictures yeah and you know you're walking by the hallway and you're yeah. looking at all these pictures yeah and maybe you're envisioning yourself well, being
1: on those trips so that ha- that happens before I think so yeah, yeah i think so too you know
0: uh, you see them on their on the podium you know yeah. putting their hands up yeah. and you're like
1: that looks wonder cool that yeah, like. yeah i wonder
0: what it feels like to stand on the podium and have your hands up like that yeah um and you know it's it's it is it is an incredible feeling you're almost like you're visualizing sure. yourself sure.
1: before you're even there nobody has told you yet that you can do that this you can do it but you're, you're looking at it you're
0: looking at it and you're picturing it's yourself being there and then you start to maybe start to have dreams sure of becoming a champion right and representing your country at a high level like what an honor that would be right uh, and really it was just a dream yeah. there was no sense of reality to it at all right uh, but you know you start to you start to think that you can. Right. And so you're, you're, that you're kicking you and That motivates you. Yeah. And you're
1: kicking and you're punching. And then you go to your first... So you go to your first tournament. First tournament. And before you go to this first tournament, just kind of leading up to it, knowing that it's coming are these like their butterflies excitement the night before you know there's a tournament coming up the next day Do you have the same feelings or was it just kind of like yeah i'm going to tournament tomorrow oh for sure <laughs> you know you're
0: you know, you have no idea what to expect mm. you know you have never been to a tournament before and actually the first tournament was actually pretty nerve-wracking because my brothers <laughs> yeah. for the first time came to watch me oh so, man on top you of know, that one brother has my bag of equipment uh-huh. uh, you know and then my other brother has the camcorder yeah and uh you know i'm I'm there and I'm competing.
1: Um, you remember your first fight? Uh, yeah, the moment l- before your first fight.
0: You, I don't remember my moment the first fight okay. because I had watched that fight so many times. Uh, okay,
1: and I lost. No, yeah. So that <laughs> was the only <laughs> That's time. That's the best part. Yeah, I think. You know what? Um, uh. I don't think it dis- the The thing was, it for some reason it didn't discourage me from continuing. But before your fight, when you were preparing for that first fight, I, I really want to know this because. It means so much to me to understand this. You obviously don't go into any fight expecting to lose. Was there in your mind a plan if you lost? Or was your... Like, did you ever think, okay, what am I going to think if I lose? Did you think that? Before you started fighting, do you remember having this thought? Or was it kind of like, I'm going in there to win, and that's the only option? That's it. Okay. There's no other option, yeah. So, same here. Like, you go in and you're thinking, I'm doing this, obviously, because I want to win. There was no plan for not winning. Yeah. Okay. And then you don't win. Yeah. Now what? You're 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 broken. <laughs> you're broken. Yeah. <laughs> right. Because there was no plan. Yeah. Of what to react like if there's no loss. Yeah. And so now he, you're like all your training. All your training.
0: Everything is like, and then obviously you have to face your brothers who have <laughs> been there. Exciting. And it's uh, been recorded. And yeah. <laughs> and it's really, you know, local tournaments are like one round, two minutes. Yeah. And they've been there for like three, four, five hours waiting for that two minutes. Yeah. And it's done. And, and it's like, yeah, now home. yeah, you're going home. Oh. And so how do you, you know, yeah. how do you face yourself? So what, yeah. How do you face them? It was just uh, a very quiet ride home. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> and and yeah. that's it.
0: And, uh, you you know, um, you go back on Monday yeah. and you start training again, you know, and you, you realize that you didn't win, but you could, Potentially do better next time, Um, and then. But you know, the good thing was like, I I guess in in the club, you know, you think people care, you know, and and that's a general philosophy that I learned as Mm -hmm. as I went on. It's like, you know, whenever I won, I felt really good. Obviously, you know, but when I lost, I was really hard on myself, Mm -hmm. and even from the first one, from the first one, and all the ones afterwards, regardless Mm -hmm. of whether it was provincials or nationals or world championships what do you mean whatever. you were hard on yourself i was very very hard on myself like i why did i lose like how mm. could i have lost like i shouldn't have lost you know uh and i would you know uh, no obviously there's you know you're 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 crying and you're you know it's very hard so you actually yeah yeah you, you sit there and you get you emotional, there,
1: emotional about, it. about it you're like how could i lose because so is that part s- of the long ride home like that happened from the first day um or was the first day kind of like uh ah, okay I lost. Yeah, it was I lost my first one
0: my first one yeah you know okay. what like i didn't really know what the heck was going
1: on okay you know right. um you kind of gave you you let yourself off the hook a little bit on the yeah, first one i
0: think so i think mm. the first one was okay you know what it was my first time i just feel like i disappointed my brothers more than anybody else mm. you know because they were there watching me mm. um and you know and and that was it and okay you know what thank you guys for your support right i'm gonna try it again okay let's go see what so happens you, you- But the unfortunate part is they never showed up again. My brother (gasps) never, no family member ever came to another tournament ever again. And, you know, it lasted for 13 years, my competition. And so, but that was okay. I felt like there was less pressure, Ah. you know, for me to perform. Because every event you go to, you don't know what the outcome is going to be. Right. But having that less pressure of your parents or your brothers
1: and your sisters watching you you're like okay it's okay so you get ready for your second one you come back you train you now know like okay obviously i I think sometimes even that first call it loss it's more of a learn right than a loss right you would say and you come out of that now you're like whatever level of training i was doing before i'm gonna i'm gonna kick it up like x notches right this many times harder so it in a way like fuels you right like it motivates you the loss Right to learn, and now you 're getting ready you now you've got like a different mentality approaching that next tournament, and you go to the next tournament you 're getting ready for that did that did that change really the way you trained that loss had you <laughs> had you won do you think you 'd be a different guy maybe right you know. You know what?
0: It's an interesting question, Muhammad. You're absolutely right. I think um, you know when you win, especially when things come easy at the beginning. Yeah, I think it makes you feel like you know what you don't have to work so hard for it. Mm. But when things are you know, it challenges you and it makes you reflect and it makes you you know be a bit tough on yourself. Like okay, either I give up or I go harder. Right. I invest more. Right. So you know what I, I and I think I did that. I yes. Think I, I I trained harder with more intensity. Maybe spent more time. Yeah. Uh, doing more to try and like help myself. And I think even my coach was like, you know what? Just because you're doing what everybody else is doing is not enough. Mm. If you want to stand amongst, you know, uh, uh, above the crowd, you have to do more. And so you know what? Eventually, as time went by. I would show up to training. I would train before everybody else trained. Mm. I would train with everybody else, and then I would stick around a bit more and and do a little bit more to like sharpen my techniques more. Right. Um. And I and I felt like that was my advantage is that I would always try to spend more time than anybody else. Yeah. And obviously, when when the training came, I would try to spend. I would be the most intense guy on the on, you know, on the training floor yeah. than everybody else. Right. And. Those things, I think, helped me develop more as an athlete going, going forward. Um, you know, um, next tournament, I don't really remember any other <laughs> color belt tournaments because that was such a significant one. Right. And actually, you know, recording these events was hard to come by at that time. Yeah. So that was recorded, but then I don't right. remember anything else. Huh. But then when I got, to that, that was my, I got there as a green belt, mm-hmm. and then when I became a red belt, mm. my teacher had felt like I was ready enough to be fighting black belt. Okay. So he sent me to my first provincial. He, he loaned did, me
1: a black belt. Oh, I was just going to ask you, because you can't go and compete in those without having a black belt.
0: Yeah, so he said, just put down on the forum, you know, cookie <laughs> one in progress. Oh. Yeah,
1: so it's coming, uh. but you are a black belt. Okay.
0: And so obviously provincial, you know, people know, like, okay, people get their black belt. Cookie one comes go. a bit later, yeah. Right. So they gave me the black belt. I went and, um, you know, I had trained and competed locally enough to be successful of my first provincials and i was like amazing this so when is- you
1: when you're getting ready for that now i just I, i'm gonna ask the same sort of thing like you're getting ready you're coming up to the first provincial the do you remember at that moment did you recall the first fight you know and how you had gone in and how you had set up and you had prepared but not one did you re- did that reflect back on you when you were there at that first provincial are you thinking about that at all um, I wasn't
0: thinking about it, but huh. I, re- I i looking back now, I realized my communication uh, and my interaction with my coach had improved okay um and it was very evident in that first provincials because you know he he would set up a game plan mm-hmm. and and then I would try to apply it so you know was your coach he, there for your very first tournament he so my coach was there, but okay. i'm not sure I can't remember if he actually coached me or if it was one of my okay. teammates who coached got it. me got it but obviously. So the first time you're competing, everything is a blur. Yeah. You go in and you're fighting and then you leave and it's like, oh, I don't even know what happened. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, if you can remember one or two or three instances in that match, yeah. that's pretty good. Yeah. But usually you come out and it's a blur. Yes. You don't remember. And then you watch the tape and you're like, oh yeah, that happened, yeah. that happened, that happened. Mm-hmm. But when you're in there for that two minutes and the color belt matches, you don't remember it much okay. at all. all right. uh, so but okay. as obviously as time goes by... You know, you you can you can kind of like slow the tempo down, right. and you can see things and you can remember things a lot more.
1: So now you're at your provincial.
0: I'm at my provincial.
1: Um, I you know I'm, lis-
0: I'm listening to my coach. I'm following you know his 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 game plan, and it's going great. Okay. I'm you know I win my first match and then my second match. Um, you're still I, at St. Clair still still oh. at St Clair okay. yeah, still same same place. Um, I think the, the provincial was being held at Humber College that year okay and so um, I remember my, my final so matches is it like a
1: bigger place now you're going and yeah so right, the arenas bigger
0: that? yeah the arena's bigger more people uh, more people uh, more people in the stands yeah. rather
1: than on the playing field
0: yeah. because local games is a lot more people on the playing field right Provincials is just like usually two or three rings match right a uh, maximum and most people are on the stands watching right. So I'm in my final match. I'm fighting against this guy. And, um, you know,
1: uh, first round we go in and it's, you know, it's kind of like tied, maybe 1-1. Before we get to the final, I love how you guys get to the final match. So I'm still at the beginning of the day. And you don't even remember these other first initial I don't matches? It. I don't remember it. You would just kind of like get tut, 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 just go yeah, through it. Get through it. Not get even it. reflecting on any previous loss. Just go forward, go forward. Go forward, go forward. Huh. I get to the finals. Huh, and finals okay. is memorable. Yeah, of course. first finals. first provincial. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing.
0: And, you know, first round I go in and obviously you kind of like test. It's three rounds. Okay, three rounds. Three minutes each round. Okay. so at that time it was three minutes. Now they've shortened it to two minutes. And I go to the first round And so the first round is usually like test the waters, see how it is without Mm. major commitments. Did you know this
1: opponent? Were you watching this opponent? No. You hadn't studied this opponent? No. They weren't like, you know, sometimes like there's the rumor mill inside the tournament and people are talking like, that's the champ. Yeah. You know when the champ walks around and the champ walks around with like this kind of like aura. Swagger. Yeah. yeah. You know, like they're known. They're known who they are. Like that one went to the nationals, the provincials, you know? Yeah. Was there any of that going on? Did you hear any of that? or? Mm. You were again, were you oblivious to it or what? Like the This is the finals was, now.
0: Yeah, the good thing was is that our club was known as to be like the okay. the champions. Okay. So being like part of Young Chung Taekwondo yeah. already gave you a little bit of that swagger. Slager. Yeah. Okay. But I wasn't really the guy. So I was kinda like the coming up, but right. I was still
1: Young Chung. Okay.
0: But regardless, these guys were, you know, obviously black belts, way right. more experienced than I was. Right. And I'm competing against them
1: as a black belt Right. Really I'm a red belt right so that's got to give you a little bit of confidence too like you for know, sure for sure was, c- c- that can go both ways it can be it can give you confidence like I'm here with these guys or oh my god I'm out of my league um, but now you're at the final so you're already you're already yeah you you do, passed all that you, now um you know, every match is kind of like independent. Okay. You know, you're
0: having a good day or you're having a bad day. Yeah. But then every match could be yeah. it could turn upside down. But no, clearly, yeah.
1: you're you're having a good day.
0: I'm having a you're good undefeated. day. So far, so good. Yeah. I'm having a great day, yeah. and my coach is, you know, he's happy. And obviously, having a good coach on your back that knows what's going on yeah. and kind of like studies it, right. it helps you a lot more. Okay. And so my coach, you know, Tino Dos Santos, very well known. Yeah. Still competing at that time himself, very sharp, knows the game really well. Right. And so he is almost like controlling me, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, would like put your right leg forward, move this way, do that. Yeah. So uh, first round we go in, second round he knows exactly what to do and he's controlling me. Okay. Move here, do this and I can hear him. Can okay, hear move him. to the left. When he kicks, move to the side and then you take it. Great. What? Second. He's saying this like so say- the opponent like, doesn't hear this? He hears it, so, but you know what? We're, like, ahead of the game. We It doesn't matter. Like, uh, okay, you know, and then eventually he kind of, like, lets you to your, to your own devices. Like, he tells you, uh-huh. and then you, okay, and then... Because now you're you can, in a flow.
1: You're in a flow. Right. You're doing good. Yeah. So and your opponent you didn't know this guy you didn't care for who he was or whatever. Maybe my coach yeah. maybe had watched his previous match okay, or something. We okay, had didn't. an idea but I did not So you go in you're not really okay you prepared on some level yeah. but you hadn't really studied it to the nth degree. No, you didn't I, know your opponent. And I didn't know that you had to do that.
0: Ah. I didn't know you had to wow. watch your opponent. Right. Yeah. yeah. yeah we you're kind of like now. just going like this, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um and so Okay. So Round 2 the, you're round flowing. Round 2 I'm flowing uh-huh. and the the score is like I can't remember I don't know like Five one or something. Now five, I'm up. One. What do you mean? For you? Me, oh, yeah. oh, you're up. So first round was maybe one one. Mm-hmm. We devised a plan, implemented second round. It's five one or something like that. Nice. We come out into the third round. Uh-huh. I'm up by four or five points.
1: Okay, things that's are going a good lead. great.
0: That's a great lead. Yeah. So now. I'm starting to feel a bit, um, uh, you know, overconfident, right? Oh, okay. So I'm like, you know what? Why should I listen to you? I'm Come there. on. You say that. I don't say it to him. But that's no, no, what I'm no. Thinking. You're thinking Yeah, this. I'm thinking that. Oh, my so God. So I start to do my own stuff. Like, I could do fancy stuff. Oh, wow. <laughs> and so and so I start to do, like, these fancy moves and stuff like that. Oh, and the wow. guy this does this kick. I, yes. You know, I try to do a flying side Yeah. I have him in the corner, and I, and I do a few kicks. I do a flying psychic and the guy kicks in the air yeah. and kind of, like, grabs me, and I fell on my back. Boom. Boom. And I'm winded. And and my you coach hadn't done a
1: sidekick all day. All day, yeah. Now, now, you're like, now I'm, I'm go like, do. I can
0: do this. Oh. I'm in the lead. I'm.
1: I'm you're the so greatest. Yeah. yeah. Now you can do this. And
0: so my coach, it's on video. Oh. My coach is like like this, and he just turns away, and he's not even looking at me anymore.
1: Oh my god! Yeah, he's giving up on me. So you <laughs> fall down, you're winded. <laughs> you're winded. And the, where do you look? You look for support. You look for support. You look, you look at my Dino, coach, And, my and coach, he's looking and away he's now. He's
0: looking away. my You're not following the rules. You're not following the game plan. Anything. You're on your own. So I'm like, okay, time to like. Catch my breath again. Humbled a little humbled a little bit. <laughs> come back. Go back to the plan.
1: Okay. And then finish the match. Isn't that amazing? It, it's amazing, right? Like the lead, what the lead does to our psychology. It, we see it in like everything. Life, basketball games. But there it is in that moment. And it's like, yeah, I'm going to do this. You, you wonder, is there, because we look back as like, the, I, I always say to myself or even people, I'm sure you say like, look, look at what got you here stick to what got you here why do you get away from what got you here yeah why do you think it is that we get away from what got us there you did it yourself <laughs> and you might say oh it was arrogance i don't know if it was arrogance what do you think like i don't think it's arrogance you got away from the game plan that got you there why i think you think that you could do more yes you think is there that, something yeah. wrong with that
0: um i think you know you, you kind of you know if if you have enough experience yeah. that you could kind of like change the game plan a little bit on your own it's fine Why but not? i wasn't at that level where i could change the game plan because i had no idea what i was doing i was being dictated on yeah. what to do ah, and that was working okay so keep stick to it right like you want to win and that's already you know pretty good right or you want to win flashy mm. so everybody is like wow, wow that was so cool or you can be like hey that was an awesome fight great job like yeah. sometimes but simplicity now you're is the point. best way
1: sure simplicity is a, the a great way we all know this but at that point in time you're like i could change the game now yeah i think that's a good thing it, it starts from a good point i i think it's a good thing i've never been there like at the sort of i have won tournaments but what you're talking about, I so understand that, and I'm thinking, wait, <laughs> I've done this too. Where I'm like, yeah, now I'm going to do, now I'm <laughs> going to show, like, because now, like, you're beyond, like, you're in this other realm, and you're like, I can do anything. I think that's a good feeling to have, and I think it's good to trust. You talk about trusting yourself. You must have had to trust yourself to do a flying kick, yeah. right? A uh, flying sidekick. It's not easy to execute at the finals, but it kind of be like, like, wow, imagine that highlight. Right, taking it to another level. I think that's that's good. That's great ambition. It means like you've got self confidence. You call it overconfidence, but how do you ever know it's overconfidence until you go there, right? I think that could be applied in so many different ways. Yeah, you caution people not to do that, but you did, and I think that's a good thing, don't you think?
0: Um, I was still caution against it, because, <laughs>
1: even though you even did though it. Even though I did it. Because, oh my god! Really? Because you know what? I so I, you caution against the things that you did. Yeah. So you know
0: what? You you take a, it's it's almost like as an investor, you know, mm. you you invest and you are getting you know eight percent, ten percent return on your <laughs> yeah, you know gains. Yeah. But then maybe it's a little bit of greed. You mm. know what I mean? Like you want more, so mm. you gamble more of it, mm. you know, to try and get more back. And I think a lot of people have you know it could be. Um, you, you can get knocked out. You can have severe injuries and things like that mm. because you're going in uncharted waters now. Right. You not. You haven't really been there before. Where you're, op- you're really opening yourself up. Right. When you're doing, especially in that in that time, you know, it's like you know you're doing spinning kicks and you're yeah. doing jumping kicks yeah. and you're. You're doing things that's kind of like not within the plan, and you haven't really done that, and maybe in, in an event before. So why are mm. you doing it now?
1: Mm. So you should really practice that first mm. before you decide to do that at the competition. So you're now on the ground, and you look over at Master De Santos, and he's looking the other way. What are you thinking? I'm thinking, oh my gosh, <laughs> I've completely disappointed him. You know, because he's an important uh, right. Partner. You don't have hours to con- to to process this. Yeah, like, you gotta you gotta get up,
0: and you gotta be okay. Like. Yeah. Dust it off. Okay, uh, refocus. <laughs> Go back to uh, Plan A. Uh-huh. Stay focused. Keep it simple. He kicks. Move out of the way. Slide and hit. Right. If he doesn't kick, put the pressure, right. and you hit first. And that was it. It was a very simple plan. Right. And he always, always really focused on simplicity. Mm. You know, he had he had a uh, you know abbreviation for it. You know, kiss. Yes. Keep it simple, stupid. Love you it. Know? Yeah. Love it. And yeah. he was like, just keep it simple. And then if you could add a little bit more, add a little bit more, but don't go crazy. Mm. Like just keep it simple, be humble, stay focused, and that's it.
1: And so naturally, the outcome of round three and the...
0: Yeah, and ends. eventually I won. I yeah. came back, I brushed it off, stack, went back to the plan, You know, kept my lead. And, Lucky and for went, you, through, yeah. right?
1: Fortunate that that wasn't a turning point because those can be turning points for the other guy.
0: For sure. For sure. They all of a sudden become excited and now they're going, they're kind of like, uh, you know, unloading on you and you're like, oh my gosh. Do you, you know, feel like
1: a little defensive after that? They're coming at you a little harder now. <laughs> Did you notice that? Yeah, because yeah.
0: you know what? I had, I felt like I really had them, um, um kind of like almost like n- not believing in himself anymore in the second yeah, round yeah but when he got that moment and i hit the ground hard yeah. it was he felt like, you know and, it, and again i have it on, on tape and he's yeah. like you know he's feeling good yeah and now yeah. it's like you know i'm the down strong yeah, and now he's feeling like he can he can get
1: it so he's coming and after he's you. coming
0: after me mm. and now okay but then the game plan was so good that you know i was able to catch him off again and then i eventually ended up winning that day.
1: so just curious like when master de santos turns away you obviously you mentioned it you remember the moment when did he start looking back at you like okay forgive you <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, dude, so like do you remember like it's um so <laughs> i'm just curious i have it on tape yeah. so i've
0: watched that moment You too. remember As the way moment he turned away yeah you
1: remember when he turned back you know eventually when i start to because this slow the, the, the middle of round it's three middle of round it's not like there was one more round after this no
0: No, so kind of like now i'm slowing it down i'm not doing the fancy things anymore i kept it basic right then he's like
1: okay okay you're looking over again and you see the the love,
0: the love and he's like okay good job you know if i do it or okay good job or if i'm not doing well like okay move to the side or do whatever you know little things like that Mm -hmm. he's kind of getting back into it but at that moment i i saw the disappointment and i was like okay never doing that again yeah yeah
1: so you feel his forgiveness you feel the love you're like you're you're stabilizing yourself again and then you go and and you close the deal.
0: Close the deal and every, everything is good. Now you're feeling good. You go back to the, you know, you go back to training on Monday again and uh you know, there's discussions about it like hey, that was pretty good. You know, just remember, you know, stick with the plan. Like, you know, whatever is happening, right. even when things aren't going well, stick right. to the plan. And you know what? Um there are other moments where you do stick to the plan and it doesn't work and that's okay too. Uh but as long as Again, you know, going to the idea of trust. You have to trust your coach. Right. You have to trust yourself. Yourself. You have to trust your coach, and know and you have to trust the plan that you've devised, and right. you stick to it. You know, regardless of what happens, and you know, I just, you know, it, the camaraderie you build in martial arts is really different than anything else. Oh. You know, I, I felt because you're really putting. Yourself at risk of, of injury and, mm. and uh, those days, especially those days, especially. Um, yeah. you know, um, I remember one time I was competing against this guy and I, and I stuck to the plan and I got hit pretty hard. Yeah, and you know what? My coach came up to me and he said, You know what? I'm really sorry, like it happened. <laughs> uh huh. And I said, and, and you know, I said to him, I said, You know what? If you tell me to put my head in front of somebody's leg, I would do it for you right. because. I take your words. You tell him this. I tell him that Come right on, after the match. The, okay, after the match. Okay. You know, obviously it was a pretty hard hit. Like, yeah, I, yeah. Got, I, did a, I got a jumping back kick to my oh, face. Oh, my God. Yeah. And That's it's, like hard. It's really hard. The hardest hard. I got kick. A, the hardest kick. And I got a standing eight count. I got back up. I yeah. finished the match. Yeah. But I wasn't the same person
1: and, before. Did that. you win the match or
0: lose the match? I lost the match. So you lost the match? I lost the match. Okay. I got hit pretty
1: hard. Sticking to a plan. Sticking to the plan. You lose a match.
0: Lose a match. Uh huh. And then, you know what? At the end, you know, he was really hard on himself too because. It was like, it was together. We devised a plan together at his lead. This is what you do. And you do it and you get hit. And um, you know what? I didn't care because all this time it had been working. Ah, (laughs) that's the thing. Yeah, so you can't be like, well, you know what? Like all this time it's been working, that time it didn't work. And like, I don't, you know, I don't care. I was like, no, I don't care if it worked or if it didn't work. I trust you. Right. You know, let's get back to to training and and make it better next time.
1: So... um that's that's amazing. Thank you for sharing that because you, it's it's great to see the first one, um, there was a plan of sorts, right? Whatever plan it was, it wasn't as maybe developed or sophisticated as the one that when you went to the provincial, but there was a plan. And in that first plan, it, you often hear this, like the first startup, the first experience, it's like a complete like mishmash, like it's a fall down, um, the long ride home, all of that stuff. Uh, to the Provincials um, were, were there any moments in between where you you recall that were highlights to you when you were in your training this is before you were black belt obviously there's a lot that happens even after you became black belt but just very quickly was there anything or like you know it was this progression I guess that took place and then finishes with this with this win at the Provincials which is for black belts for a guy who's not even a black belt now what happens now what happens? They so come back and you're like, okay, I've won the provincials. Yeah. Is that it? So now
0: now we aim for nationals. Oh, okay. So this is 1995. Um, we're aiming, you know, we've just won the provincials yeah. and then a bunch of other provincials happen and then we finally meet at the final provincials with all the champions of different provincials. Was that the
1: same year or? That was the same year. Okay. And
0: then, um, so basically in 19, end of 1995, you're yeah. getting ready for 1996 national championships, which was held in Quebec.
1: Okay. And so, it's, it's an invitation, right? You don't you don't just show up.
0: Um, usually, you have to be part of the provincial team to compete at the right. nationals at that time. Right. Um, so you couldn't just show up on your own. Mm. Um, so I went to. I obviously won the first provincials, but then I lost the final provincials, mm. um, and that was okay because that was my really my first year of right. kind of like testing the waters, seeing what I was capable of. Um, so, but but like I said earlier, you know, like every time I lost, it got me motivated to train harder yeah and so training for um the nationals in quebec was uh-huh. a really big deal because mm-hmm. here i am competing against all the champions from other provinces yeah uh and you know we're meeting and so i was really re- i felt like i was really ready for it and so um as i got went to provincials uh, i went to when i went to nationals um you know i am you know, I'm watching the people that are fighting, and you know, watching the national champion, the previous national champion. So now you know who it is. Now I know who it is, and mm. you, like you said, you know, these guys are walking around with a little bit of swagger, and I'm like, wow, that's cool. Like, I want to be just like those guys, mm. and watching them fighting and winning and going to, the, you know, it was really incredible. So when I went to Quebec, I lost my first match, and I was honestly like, I was almost devastated. Mm. Like, I didn't expect such a bad result. Like, you at least go to the maybe. Um, you know quarterfinals if not semifinals to win a medal or something like that and the provincial just before
1: that also you didn't win i
0: didn't win i got a bronze medal yeah. but
1: it wasn't you yeah. know i didn't get the gold not to you
0: not yeah. to you. so yeah, it wasn't ready. like great but it wasn't like complete disappointment either like mm-hmm. okay okay i fought against other there was some champions success, right it was some success but i didn't get what i wanted You'd done better that's yeah yeah and that's okay right i got something i felt like i got something out of it okay i don't need to win to go to nationals so right. that's okay so we go to Nationals and I lose you my lose first, match, first match and I'm devastated. Um, so obviously I'm very hard on myself and uh, you know now instead of like two, three hours a day, I'm training like four or five hours a day.
1: Oh so that was it? You go in there, you lose That's your it. first match, you're, you're out. You go home. You prepare, you, you have a game plan, you trusted it, and you're out.
0: You're out, yeah. It's again, it's Ugh. another blur Ugh. because you know, you have no idea what happens. Everything mm. moves so fast. Mm. Um, you go all the way to Quebec, you know, you spend your money. You stay, you stay at a hotel. Yeah, all the, the you've invested. You know, everything you've invested, it's gone. But you know, looking back now, those are experiences. <laughs> of course, you know, you, you got something out of it. What it did you get out you. of it? You learned that you know what your training wasn't enough. Oh. You learned that you know you should study your opponents a little bit more. Mm. You learned that you should improve your intensity a little bit more. You learned that your footwork maybe wasn't. effective You think it could have
1: been more intense. You,
0: could, you you could have but yeah. at the same time everything takes time mm. you know it's like that first provincials where i went my ability only allowed me that simple game plan my ability didn't allow me to do those fancy moves i didn't I hadn't developed that yet right so you know based on my coach and myself devising a plan you devise it to the ability that you can right. rather than the ability that you could mm. so we we stuck to the plan and we did it and we were successful you go to nationals, that ability wasn't enough anymore,
1: mm. you
0: know, to even win a first
1: match. So I but lost. But you
0: put everything you had
1: out there. Yeah. And you can, you're able to reconcile that? Like, I did give it my all. Absolutely. But it was enough. And is, is that the part where you start getting hard on yourself? Is that what you're talking about? Absolutely. So like, even though you, you
0: give everything you have, right. you still, you know, it wasn't enough.
1: Yeah. So I was very hard on myself. So I, What does that mean, you were hard on yourself? Like...
0: So, you know, you're like, oh, I'm not good enough, I'm not strong enough, I'm not, you know, I can't, you know, uh, you're like, you know, it's like very emotional, you're down on yourself, you're almost like, uh, you know, you're sad for a very long time, I don't want to call it depressed, Uh but you're sad for a very long time, you know, you're not in the in the mood to hang around with people you know that is depressed isn't it it is <laughs> uh, you know but <laughs> like it's, call it what it is
1: yeah, so you're depressed it's okay so you're very
0: sad and right. you're you know you're very emotional and you know everybody wants to kind of go out and celebrate yeah. you know the event but you're like you know i, I don't really feel like it like yeah. i don't i don't want to go out yeah. i have nothing to celebrate like, it really sucks it's, it sucks you know you're kind of like you're isolating yourself from a lot of uh you know the the experiences that comes with the competition mm. you know with you know, you're, you're you're not
1: saying to yourself, "Well, I still won the provincials. I still got a pr- bronze in the provincials." You, don't, yeah. say you don't say that to yourself. You don't say that. That was in the past. Yeah. Now you're focusing on this. You don't care like what you got. It's like you I didn't were, get this. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You were a champion for yeah. that moment. Mm. Now you have another moment yeah. like this. As you got to you, you
1: got to face this. Yeah. And so, so that happens even to provincial champs, eh? Absolutely. <laughs> okay, all absolutely. right.
0: Okay. But you know what? In taekwondo like provincial, it, it's it's an it's okay, okay. Yeah, but it's you not, say that,
1: but a lot of people don't even get past provincial, right? Yeah. So anyway, so you did, and you get to. So national, you get you the nationals.
0: You lose, and honestly, like <sighs> yeah. 1996, um, I trained very hard. Yeah. And I was, you know, I I amped it up even higher, uh, especially in the summertime. Yeah. I remember, um, uh, you know, going to training at like 12 o'clock in the afternoon training until like 2, 3 o'clock, sleeping at the club, yeah. and then yeah. waking up You know, with the first children's class around 5 o'clock, right. training with them a little bit. My teacher taught me how to train with little, little ones where you could move as fast as them but not hit them. So mm. you're developing control mm. and really good movements because kids, they don't think about um yeah. you know technique they're yeah. just thinking go 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 yeah, go yeah. and they're excited yeah but if you hit them you can hurt them yeah, sure so you don't want hu- right. to hurt them but you want to be able to move and exchange with them at the same speed right developing your own and then you know also learning good movements so then that was so 96. i i trained like you know five six hours you know five uh four or five days per week wow regularly until 1997 uh, which was the next nationals in in July of nineteen ninety seven. So that's interesting. You
1: trained five six hours a day, five six days a week. You weren't doing that before your first national. Absolutely not. Oh, no, I didn't think it was necessary. You know, <laughs> and, and you know if, and uh, the thing is like. So didn't your coach tell you this?
0: My coach was like, you know, always giving like little stories about yeah. what it takes to be a good athlete. What right. it goes to be a good like you have to do more on your own okay you know like yes our training time is from he kind of left it up to you he
1: left it up to you and then that's where you went
0: yeah huh. so our training was from eight to ten as a team but what you did before that and after that was up to you mm-hmm. and if you wanted to show up earlier and train in the other classes that was up to you okay. you know no one said don't come or no one said you know you shouldn't but mm. you, what you do is up to you mm. so i was doing all that stuff and my teacher was encouraging me mm. um And so in 1997 was was a really defining moment Uh, because here I am in 1996 losing my first match. In 1997, the night before my nationals, I was praying. I was like, God, (laughs) let me win my first match, please. So that, you know, I can say I went to Uh, nationals and I at least won my first match. Right. So I wake up, my first match is against Quebec. Um, You know, the draws are out and um, we're fighting. It's a close match. And I win my first match. Wow! And I'm like ecstatic. I'm was like, it easy? Cow. It wasn't easy. Yeah. Uh, it was a close match. Uh, I think the final score was maybe like three-two or something so like you that. I could have lost. I could have lost for sure. Huh. And I don't know. You know, um, I don't know how. I don't know how I would have taken that if I had lost like back to back. Right. You know, maybe like right. a few losses after another. But you got through. I got through. And my next match is against Saskatchewan, and I'm like, imagine. I've I've come to Nationals. I've won my first and now I can say I won two matches. Right. Like it would be incredible. Right. So I'm I'm fighting against Saskatchewan, another very close match and and I win and I'm now in the quarterfinals okay. competing for a bronze medal in the semi I could and now I'm in the semifinals. So it's like within reach. Now. Within reach. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that means that now i could potentially be the third best in all of canada wow so i'm excited i'm like yeah i'm like no nothing the year before and now i could be from nothing nothing to third yeah it's a very exciting day and the cool thing is i had fought this guy before and it's from ontario Uh, and uh and i thought and i think i had beaten him before Mm. so i think i can beat him again right so here i am in the match but very cautious staying focused staying to the plan and I remember him, like he was very fast, very fast at spinning. And I just caught him in one of the spins. Mm. And that was kind of like the deciding moment. Right. And I went and I'm now, now I'm a bronze medalist. Right. Fighting for a silver medal.
1: Okay. So you're not looking at it like, okay, I'm third best now. I'm third best now. <laughs> yeah, I could yeah, give up. Yeah. Now
0: I'm like, now, now you could be second. Now I could be second. And okay. the cool thing is that, that year they said you can, silver medalist. If you win, you can go to Germany Uh, for uh, for the World Cup, and then world um, gold medalists go to Hong Kong for World Championships. So I'm thinking, wow, if I win the silver medal, I can visit my grandma in Germany. (laughs) (laughs) So I can, you know, like the excitement and the, the the silver medal match was against the last year's national champion. Okay, and I'm so excited. I'm throwing all these different kicks. And I remember I have him, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm the aggressor. I put him in the, co- in the corner and he tries to come out of the corner at the thing. And I just lift my leg and I hit him right in the face. Oof. And it's like another like, deciding moment for the yeah. match. Yeah. And here I am. I beat the last year's national champion. I have secured a silver medal, but I'm fighting for the gold. Now you're in. Okay. So here I am waking up in the morning, not knowing. Just oh, winning. it wasn't all in one day. It was, it, this is all in one day. Oh, okay, okay, is, okay. So okay. I'm wow. like, yeah, I, I want to just win one match yeah. to being in the finals and fighting against a guy that I had idolized the previous, na- the previous nationals, which was right. like this, this amazing um, individual right. who's still around, teaches today, really great guy. And I'm fighting him in the finals. Um, and this is for the world championships now Kong. to go to Hong Kong. And so um, now a little bit of a doubt sets in. Like, ah. can I do this? Wow. Oh my gosh, oh, I'm here. Just out of nowhere it I comes, just Out of nowhere, eh? yeah. Oh.
1: And I'm like... Don't you love that? <laughs> can I do it's this? It's like it was waiting there the whole time. Yeah, right?
0: and so we're walking towards the ring. I remember vividly, we're, watching, we're walking towards the ring with my coach, Tino Dos Santos. And he looks at me and he goes, Akmal, you know, you can do this. Um, you know, he's getting old. Like he's been around for a long time. He's been national champion many, many years. Mm. But he's getting old and you can do it. And at that moment, I remember envisioning him walking towards the ring with a cane. Oh. And it's like, all of a sudden, it just boosted my ego. Yeah. Like I, can, I can do this. Yeah. I can take on this guy. Yeah. And so that wow. just mindset, that little... Little little bit of a mindset changed helped me to be able to execute my techniques at a more confident more confidently. Right. And so um you know first round was tied second round was was you know tied third round you know what he made a mistake like it was very very close he he did a kick and i just you know he did a back kick and somehow i went under his back kick okay and hit his chest protector wow and it was like um two one or something like that Mm. and i'm the national champion wow and honestly i lose my mind yeah I am like, I'm like yelling, I'm screaming, I can't believe it. And, uh, you know, it's like, uh, I'm on the mat, I have my head bowed down, you know, uh, you know, like, I'm praying to God, like, yeah. thank you so much. Like, yeah. I can't believe that I'm a national champion. I'm the I'm a champion in Canada. Like, I'm just, all these things, like, I'm just an immigrant. The lorry. The lorry yeah, the lorry <laughs> truck, you know, the bullying in school, the making fun of, all these things, like, oh, you know what, you're, you, you're nothing, and now I am a national champion, and my coach runs and hugs me, oh. and is, like, swinging me around, it's like, yeah. I'm on top of the world, yeah. it was the most incredible moment, and we run to the Ontario crowd, where they're sitting together, and everybody's like, ah. you know, they're cheering, and everybody's, like, rubbing my hair, and, yeah. you know, hugging me, and stuff like that, and I'm like, you know 1997 I'm like guys can i borrow somebody's cell phone you know those big ones right? <laughs> yeah yeah and everybody's yeah. like i think it's like five dollars a minute or something like that <laughs> like oh no my battery's dead <laughs> so i'm like i run to the payphone and i'm like uh somebody's there talking on the phone and it's like hey listen man I'm, i'll be quick can i just use the phone yeah i gotta call my mom nice and he was like uh did you win yeah and i said yeah he's yeah. like all right, All right. I call you back and he hangs up. I so that, yeah. so I, I call my it's mom. Only for winners. Yeah, only for so winners. winners. Otherwise, <laughs> I wouldn't. So I call my mom. I'm like, Mom, Mom, uh, your son is a national champion. Oh, and she is like, Oh, that's great, son. Now, you know, it was in Toronto. What did she say? Yeah. He, he, the, the, it was in Toronto. So it was at University of Toronto. Uh, so he, she's like, Oh, that's great now. Come home because dinner's ready. Oh, <laughs> I love it. Got a lot of like, moms. But it's like, <laughs> You know, it's like I was like no, mom, I'm not coming home. Desk. I'm gonna go and right. celebrate with yeah. my friends. And she's like, okay, that's great. Now here, your brothers want to talk to you. Okay, and they understood yeah. the this the the importance of this, and they said, okay, that's that's amazing. We're gonna come to your your, your wherever hotel you're staying at, yeah. and then they you know obviously that's came awesome. and they hugged me and right. they you know they gave me a little bit Ooh. of spending money. Yeah, I'd go out and celebrate and yeah. go and enjoy. Nice. And so, you know. My parents never really understood what I was doing. So, all this time I was training like four or five hours a day. To them, it was almost like a waste of time. Really? Yeah. They're like, uh, why are you doing this? Like, you should be more focused on your school and, you know, your education and things like that. Sure. Okay. Um, But they didn't understand how much it was affecting my life in terms of like keeping me out of trouble. Yeah. You know, keeping me focused, teaching me goal setting keeping me healthy, Mm -hmm. Um, all these, you know, being around people who are, like, goal-oriented, they didn't know that, they didn't really grasp it, they were just like, okay, you're going there, I don't know what you're doing, because my mom had never come to a a training session or my dad, Sure. so when, in November, when we were going to Hong Kong in 1997, Mm. when they came to the airport and they saw... All the officials, yeah. like the team manager and the head of team, and the right. physiotherapist and the doctor and the other team and their, in their suits and the people in their, um, you know, uh, track suits like Team Canada track suits, like that's when it hit my mom. Like my yeah. mom started crying at the airport. Oh. Like oh my gosh, like this is something actually a big deal. Yeah, <laughs> this yeah. is not a normal thing. Yeah, and then then she was like incredibly. Proud of me for sure. what I had accomplished, but right. at that, until at that moment, she was like, "Okay, when is it done? Yeah, come, so home, that, to come home to you dinner now. Come home to dinner. Yeah, your food's getting cold. Yeah, <laughs> it was like it wasn't it wasn't important for her. But after that moment, it kind of it, it kind of dawned on her like this yeah. is something important for my son and for his development. Um, and you know, and, and same thing
1: like my brothers always knew what I was doing was important. But was that your mom at the wedding when you had brought her? Well, that was your mom right yes at the the event that we had we were all there together and then you and megan came in and you brought this lady that's your mom yes okay i just yes, wanted yes. to make sure i was like connecting yes okay.
0: yeah uh, so my mom obviously comes to a few you know more events than, than before and sure. i try to spend a lot more time of course with her. of course i'm just
1: trying to put a face to a a person but yeah. um so uh so that and then you're off to hong kong
0: you i'm off to hong kong and uh <laughs> my first match is uh and I, again, we it was it was the most beautiful trip. It, I was honestly on cloud nine because, yeah. again, no expectations. Right, you right. just expect a little, but you get so much more. Right, and so I'm going to a world championships now. I'm fighting against other national champions from around the world. Yeah, there's at least like 200 countries there, um, and so we go there, <sighs> and I'm feeling so good. Yeah, you know, I feel amazing. Wow, you got a suit, th- man. Yeah, got a suit. I got a, a tracksuit. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm teammates against other like you know, other I'm um, teammates with other other Canadians yeah. who are like, you know, past champions, who are, I, I idolize and we're teammates now. We're looking eye to eye. Yeah. And some of them are like kinda like taking me under their wings right. and giving me feedback like, hey, yeah. yeah, watch that guy over there. He's really good. Yeah. Hey, you know, you They're should on your do side this. Now. They're on my side. They're yeah. trying to help me yeah. and like being like a big brother. Yeah. And I felt so loved yeah. and so um so you know, so cared for and yeah. It was a really incredible atmosphere to be a yeah. part of. Yeah, and so um, you know, the, during training sessions, again, we're we're not we're not training with just regular people; other national champions, and they're going hard at it. And mm-hmm. I'm, you know, I'm I'm focused too. I'm a national champion, so I gotta mm-hmm. own mm-hmm. my own. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, you know, we're working, and and it's it's fantastic. We're we're all developing. We go to a, a university in Korea to train for a week before okay. we head to Hong Kong. Wow. Yeah, and so.
1: Like what an experience!
0: What an experience! You know, here are guys that I had watched on TV. Like we watch tapes of world championships, and they're training at this university, and I'm sp- and I'm sparring, and I'm like, I had seen you on TV, yeah, and now, and now we're I facing. I love it. It's the most incredible feeling. Oh, and so um, I just feel like my my I'm learning so much. I'm yeah. experiencing so much. My um, it's it's just incredible. And so we finally go to Hong Kong. And my first match is against Kazakhstan. Okay. And uh, again, bigger ring, way bigger
1: arena, yeah. way bigger crowd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The aura, the The aura, is... the
0: atmosphere, the chance, the yeah, team yeah. chance, yeah. incredible. Yeah, it's another you know? level. It's another level. It's not just like O N T A R A O. It's like, yeah, you know, yeah, it's like, yeah, 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 you know, yeah. Yeah. it's like Chinese Taipei. It's like a, yeah. just more intense. The Mexican team, everybody, incredible yeah. atmosphere. And so I'm fighting, I'm fighting against um, uh, Kazakhstan, Close match and I win. Okay. Again, no expectations. Uh, my second match is against Peru. Um, uh, I'm I feel good because I won my first match and I kind of go a bit harder. I beat Peru for nothing. Yeah. It was incredible. Like you've
1: trained now, like you yeah. are, like a machine. I'm a right? machine. Like, yeah.
0: I'm ready for this. Mm-hmm. Like after I won uh, nationals. I had trained even harder to because I knew like world championships was a way bigger animal to deal with, right. Rather than just national. So you weren't
1: going to wait to lose to figure this out so now. No, not at You're all. You're just going to go.
0: I'm going to go all out, and yeah. obviously, even my my coach, because I was part of the national team, had set up uh, other you know other countries that we had gone to Cuba to train with their national team. Right. So we had prepared a little bit better. Right. But an interesting story on an, on another another thing is like. You know, when I won nationals, I was still in high school. Mm-hmm. So I came back to high school, and obviously I told my teachers that I'm now a national champion. So my gym teacher at the time asked me, he's like, so how do you mentally prepare for these things? And I was kind of like, huh? Like, uh, what are you talking yeah. about? Like, mentally what? Oh, and he's yeah. like, like, what's your mental strategies going into these things? You're still how things? old at this time? I was like 18. Oh, my gosh. So you're still in high school. I'm still in high school, okay. you know, in OAC, mm-hmm. uh, in the grade 13 yeah, at time. Yeah, I remember time. that, OAC. And so... Um, and he goes um so do you do like visualization and i'm like what's that wow and so he's like um he's like come with me so he you know gave me a book and he's like read this and it was called mental toughness for athletes yeah mental. Toughness. and it was the first uh like a psychology book that i had read at the time mm-hmm. uh and then it kind of opened my eyes up to like all these different techniques to prepare yeah. yourself for so events. not just
1: physical training there's
0: a huge part of it is mental training, right? And so, I, if I remember correctly, at that point, the book said like eighty uh, percent of the game is mental, yeah, and only twenty percent is physical. But before that moment, before it was like one hundred percent. You're thinking it's one hundred percent physical. Yeah. You got to go, go, go. Wow! But when you when I went to world championships, I learned that yeah. that everybody's at good at that level.
1: Yeah,
0: at that level, everybody's good. Everybody's fast. Everybody's strong. Everybody's got amazing cardio but what sets people apart is their is their mindset yeah how you prepare for it um you know it it makes a significant difference um so you know i i i felt like i was a bit more ready for it yeah i had prepared better i was talking to myself i was like you know yeah i could do this you know during moments where i wasn't you mm-hmm. know where i was challenged i wasn't easily giving up like you know getting back up and you know, talking to myself, knowing, resetting, visualizing, getting it ready, and executing—that that's how it was working in the games. And then um, I so beat you fight Peru. Peru. Yeah, I fight Peru. I beat Peru for nothing. Wow, I'm fighting. Denmark. That's not.
1: It's not a small win. That's that for nothing. Point?
0: Yeah, for nothing. That's I,
1: that, I, it, that's rare. It, it's you rare, but it's point. also
0: you know people are watching the matches. That, so I'm fighting here, and we're gonna fight the winner of this match here. So I fight Kazakhstan, and somebody's watching Peru for me, yeah. and saying like, "Hey." Watch out for Peru. Like yeah. He did pretty good. Yeah. Obviously, he won his sure. match. So I'm kind of like unsure. But then I, I beat Peru. Wow. Yeah. Pretty, you know, pretty confidently. Yeah. And now, my next match is against Denmark. Okay. And so the Danish guy is pretty good. I think he had won some medals at the European Championships. Okay. And so, you know, I, I'm fighting You know him. this going in. Yeah, I know this going in. Okay. Um, some people had told me, you mm. know, like, hey, watch out. They kind of like give yeah. you a heads up before you go right. in. You're scouting. You're, they're scouting. And so, you know, I'm... I, you know, back and forth, back and forth, I end up beating, um, Denmark. Huh. And my next match is against Mexico. So now you're getting ready for
1: like medals. Now,
0: now, now it's like, like uh, now this is quarterfinals. Okay. So okay. if I win this, mm. if I win, if I beat Mexico, I go to the semifinals. Okay. And so I'm going against Mexico. And they have a great fan They got a fan, fan base, fan base <laughs> incredible Taekwondo like, program. Yeah. Really good. Um, and just the, you know, um, Really good match, yeah. a lot of spirit, and so he came at me pretty hard, and uh, I lost that match. Uh, but I learned a lot from it, yeah. and it it made me realize that you know what, I'm not just a national champion, but I think I belong at the international arena. Right, I think I can do this. So my goal now is no longer just to be, uh, you know, a provincial or national champion. Now it's to be at the level at the world championships with the top. Uh, with the top people. And so I came out of that um, world championships ranked top eight Mm-hmm. And it was a huge confidence wow. boost for me. Um, and then, you know, top eight
1: like in the in the world in the world, wow. yeah, at the
0: world championships. So it was it was an, an incredible boost of confidence. Right. And obviously, Sport Canada recognized that too. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we were getting some funding from them, uh, like around uh, before we went to world championships, around like nine hundred dollars a month mm. for your expenses sure. as an athlete, and they upped that to like twelve hundred bucks. So. Wow. As An 18 19 year old getting 1200 bucks, you know, per sure. month yeah. was a lot of money, yeah. and now I'm going to university, and that's paid for because sure. of the carding money. Wow, so it was a huge, huge success uh, story. So, again, like just looking back at all the you know, it, it gives you time to reflect like where I come from, where I'm going, and you know, where I've been. It's like a huge confidence boost, like, I'm not just a normal, you know, average guy anymore. Mm. You know, I am. I feel like I am above average. That sure. I could,
1: I could, uh, you know. Uh, but that's kinda, where you started. Yeah. Average. Average. Even like less than average, actually. because yeah. You're walking into the immigrant, like you know, person coming in here with nothing.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. And I think uh, you know that's the reality of it. The reality of it is that you know you're, you're less than average. You got to work your way hard. You got to prove yourself no one is going to hand anything to you mm. you got to go out, you got to go out there and get it yourself and i think that's also the beautiful thing about taekwondo is yeah. that you know no one is going to hand you your your gold medal mm. you got to go out there and fight for it and i think that's the, kind of like the lesson that's been present to me my whole entire yeah. life
1: that's the gold medal that's the gold
0: medal you got to fight for it yeah. and uh, and the other thing the other lesson that i learned that was very valuable is like when you fight and you give it all you have, and you leave it on the mat, Mm. you have no regrets, Mm. like you don't feel as bad about your loss, versus like, if I could have done that, right, like my fear held me back. So I didn't try my technique. But if Mm. you have a goal, and you try it, and you execute it, and you leave it on the mat, you just feel a sense of relief. Like, I left it all there. I went all out. I did everything I kind could. Kind of like that
1: flying sidekick. Yeah. Even though it wasn't, it didn't turn out. You know, you put out like everything. Yeah. It's, you, you, it's you did it,
0: but at the same time, it's like you stick to the plan. Yeah. You know, that's important too. <laughs> you know, stick to the right. plan because yes. it's important. You know, yes. don't go too far off the plan that you've mm. devised for yourself. Stick to it. Maybe you can try a little bit. Have a there. plan, right? Have a How plan? about that? Right. Yeah.
1: Like you know. So you you've seen all of these different elements, like when you went in. How to have a plan how to have a better plan how to stick to a plan uh even in spite of getting kicked in the face with a back kick stick with the plan still so there are going to be some really painful moments as you stick to your plan but you still stick to it um that's fantastic thank you so much for sharing. you
0: have to trust yourself yeah and you have to trust the environment that you have created to help you get to where you want to go Mm. if you obviously trusting yourself is for first and foremost but if you don't trust the environment that's going to help you get there right then you're not going to go in with a hundred percent mindset yeah it's like something is off yeah you know your coach is telling you one thing but you really want to do something else now there's a conflict between you and your coach 100%. it's not between you and your opponent anymore yeah so you're not a hundred percent focused so if you feel like you don't trust your environment then get out yeah. go somewhere where you feel like you can mm. but the thing is like no man is an island you can't you know conquer the world by yourself yeah you need a strong team around you mm. so you go you have to you have to have a strong team that you trust to take you to places that you want to go
1: yeah I think that's an important really important step is f- building your team right a- aware that you know if you want to go far you you got to go together with people you can't go alone and that's an important conscious decision to go make seek like the right kind of people to be around and then trust them you know when the time comes right so Wow, that's an amazing journey uh, of of the Taekwondo. I there's so many of these like moments that um, you know you might just talk about when you're giving a, a speech to the to the kids or to us when you're t- training us, but knowing all of the detail behind it just like brings so much perspective to it. So I really really appreciate it. Uh, I wish and I hope other students in our club get the opportunity to hear the same sort of detail, you know, because. Um, what we see you as right is this okay you're master fra so that's it so everything he says it's right it's perfect and you do it so well um you never miss a step but uh to knowing about the missteps along the way and how many there were and then you grew from it and then you continue to grow for it even like what you were telling me earlier how you have now you still continue to find another person who's today a senior competitor but constantly working on, like, perfecting—you know, whether it's this way or that way—and watching you, as much as you've accomplished, to still continue to work at getting better, and to never stop training. Like, like that—you know, you talk about training harder, and then training even harder, and then training even harder, and knowing that there are these other next levels that you can still put yourself to, and that you never settle for like, well, I did my best, so that's it. You, you looked at it, I did my best. I'm going to do more. I think that's fantastic.
0: I think I got lucky um, being in the environment that I was in. Yeah, you know, I again when my brother's friend initially decided to take me to that club, mm-hmm. it was an incredible club to be a part of. You know, a great environment. Um, and I think, you know, because I had been held back for so long, and being let go to do all these things, I couldn't accept failure. Mm-hmm. You know, I couldn't accept to be like. I lost, and that's it, and now I don't want to do it again. It was like, no, I think I'm better. I think Mm -hmm. I can do it. Let's try it again. Even though I was hard on myself, I was like, I think I could do more. Until I proved to myself that I could do more. But I think, you know, that took, I would say, at least three years for me to decide that I could do more. Because up until that 1997, I had won, I had lost, I had won, I had lost, I had lost, I had lost, I had won. But then nationals 1997 was really a defining moment for me to be like i have no idea if i can even win one match but i'm going to try and then getting to the finals and being like having this almost like exploding onto the screen was like you know it was a huge moment for me you know um i remember uh, reading a a psychology book that said you know whenever you're having a doubt a a moment of sadness or a, a moment of depression it's like you think about your your best day in your life, yeah. um, and honestly, a lot of my time, a lot of the days, that's the that's the moment that I remember winning nineteen ninety seven nationals. Yeah. Obviously, now as a family man, <laughs> a lot more. There's a lot more sure. joy in life. You sure. know, you think about your children. Sure. You know, and 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 the joy that they bring into your life. But pre family time, you know, a lot of times when things weren't going so well, and I was really hard down on myself, I would think of that moment, and it just it just makes you brings a little smile to your face yeah
1: <laughs> well um you know I, and it's it's great because that's even still in your past there's still more to you there's the 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 growth from the c- person who competes for himself you know who wins for himself and who's had to prove it to himself and how then your goals start shifting to like you know the thought of you know running a club and now thinking of your win as the club's win or p- other people's wins uh and i think there's a there's a great sort of next story to that and how that leads you to you know to where you are today so i'd love to be able to take the next opportunity we get to kind of look at how this leads to these other things but i mean the highlight i find out of this is that um you know no matter how well prepared you think you are sometimes, you come to realize later that, oh my gosh, there's this whole other level of preparedness. So there's always still more available. And you talk about emptying yourself and how you find yourself discovering that there's even more after you empty yourself. But you can't get to that until you completely you know, do everything you got. So It's been a pleasure. Yeah.